2: Podcast. We are here to discuss yet another win for Sunderland in the Championship, uh, becoming a bit of, bit of a habit. This for the lads, um, doing quite well, aren't they? So we're going to get carried away tonight. Definitely, I think we're going to allow ourselves to do that. Um, John, myself, Stephen, goals with his Gareth Barker as always. Car- ready Bro. for the car- ready to be carried away? Are you going to let yourself? Yeah, I
3: was just laughing at you um, <laughs> at the po- at the poster on you all behind you. I just noticed it. Which one? The John Bull one. All oh, right,
2: it's just more vintage magazine. Like, do you like no. it or? Yeah.
3: No, I just thought it was, you know, I just thought it was funny. Just, um, wasn't he like a, like a, like like quite a bad man, John Bull? Uh, no idea. Don't don't go ruining me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying. I I thought he was like really like, like <laughs> I was laughing because like. You know, the whole like football hooligan persona that we've put on you. I'm pretty sure that John Bull is like um like a right like a right wing sort of like um you know, like uh, Uncle Sam, sort of an America type thing, but like quite sort of um yeah, in that ilk. So I just thought that that's why I was laughing. So I'm sure you're not a racist, Stephen. But as far as our persona that we've created for you, in which you are one. And um, that was quite funny to me. So that that just explained it. So sorry. Don't it's,
2: okay. it's, it's Fine. Don't care. <laughs> looks looks quite nice, though, doesn't it? Right. Um, so we'll 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 find out whether Gareth's going to himself quite aware whether he's going to interfere with uh, interfere with things that I decided to put on my wall. I don't know. I
3: mean, it, it, you know, the, the, there's more concerning flags up there. I'm sure that we can't off off camera, so you know. Hmm. Okay,
2: um, right. <laughs> we're going to allow ourselves to get carried away. I said, so um, we turned to Jimmy Ray when when we decided to take our mood in that direction. We were all excited to look at Jim's sunburned face, actually. But uh, doesn't up, it doesn't seem like you've got one, Jim.
1: What's this? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's clearing up quite quickly, actually. Um, you look a bit pasty, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm reverting back to my usual faceiness, which is good. Yeah. Uh, one extreme to the other, but yeah, no, I've just been there, put loads of after sunlight, so I'm obviously <laughs> work quite well. so,
2: so, do you not even like have the pleasure of like your sunburn turning brown? It just goes back to normal. No, no, it doesn't go brown. No, it just it just peels off and
1: goes pale again. So no, I, see. I, am, it's I, I I one of no... the saving <laughs> graces
2: of being sunburned. You know, it's going to turn brown afterwards. Yeah, no,
1: not me. I'm too pale for that. It's just red, then sort of peely, and then back to this. So yeah. Could turn around from my face. Okay. Uh, Melissa,
2: does your sun tan go brown or do you go white afterwards as well?
4: I don't even, I don't burn. I don't tan. Just stay exactly the same. <laughs> but fair play. Kudos, Jimmy, for your aloe vera moment. I yeah. Um, yeah, I still get, <clears throat> like, in the height of summer, I get children pointing at us saying, there's no white. I'm like, I'll knock you out in a second, I'll take <laughs>
3: White. <laughs> Oh, God. Right. That's okay, well. Delet- that's one of the deleted what? scenes, isn't it? Snow White knocking out all the dwarves. <laughs> you would get annoyed with them, like, after a while, especially if they're, like, you know, you've been trying to have a nice sleep and they're, like, rabbiting on all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure Stephen can empathise with
2: that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Jim, on a scale of one to ten, how kind of are you? Are someone going to win the league? Is that is that where oh, your well- mind's starting to take you now?
1: Yeah, well I mean to to be fair, um I'm I'm as ever pretty pretty carried away. I think um we you know was um it's been a start better than to the season than, you know, I think pretty much anyone probably thought we'd have. And uh probably the well not maybe the best performance in terms of free football on Saturday, but certainly like you know keep keeping a clean sheet in those circumstances is is not something you'd expect a, a lot of newly promoted sides of the league to do. So uh Given where we are and um, how we've played so far, I'm uh, I'm getting pretty carried away. I'd say
2: maybe a, maybe an eight eight out of ten as it sounds. Eight out of ten. Are you getting yourself carried away, Garve? Let's, let's. What are you thinking now? Um, have you seen it? The thing is, right? I, I, we we'll get on a little bit to Saturday. Obviously, we'll leave that to to Matt and his crew on uh, Thursday. But I know Saturday will be really good yards too. But we've seen nothing yet, really, have we? You know, it's a small sample size, but you would expect at least one of those games to say, "Oh God, we we were miles away there," and that just, just hasn't happened yet.
3: No, I think it. I think it's just a case at the moment. It's just enjoy, just enjoying it, isn't it? Enjoying the games. The game is like so much better. <laughs> There's a standard so much better. Um and feel like proper games again. And I think that like everyone who's been on since we've been promoters pretty much touched on that sort of feeling. Um, you know, when you, it's just a completely different thing. It's like weird being in games where you're not playing against a team who's like parking the bus and you, the time wasting and goalkeepers like taking four minutes to take a goal kick and even the better teams in the league doing that. So and the fact that it's evidence being more open i think that's paid to our advantage because we, we are good with the ball and we want to play we want to play the ball so that that maybe surprised a few teams um so i'm not getting carried away but i'm pleasantly surprised by what I've seen so far and really enjoy. Intro- i mean sure after like 15 20 games you know you're gonna have had a, a few, some sticky spots and stuff like that but that's fine. That's, that's kind of what I was expecting anyway. So, you know, really good. At, there's an argument to say we probably should have 10 points from the five games we've played. Um, I think we definitely least. should. Like
2: everybody, and we could look at every game and say, you know, we oh, we could have had that, we should have had that. And we've talked about this before, and other teams, fans of other teams will also do that. But um, genuinely, that QPR one was such a freak series of events that we we should have 10 points, shouldn't we? And that would have us joint top.
3: Yeah, it would two points per game. But it's just it's just it's um it's and you look at that Sheffield United game where you know I think without if we had a full complement of players on the pitch I think you know we we we've, we looked likely to get something from that game. So I mean that's that's a bit frustrating and you don't want to look back later in the season if you are going through a bad spell thinking like oh like when we are playing well we dropped those points. Um, but hopefully we'll, we'll manage to 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 continue progressing and and enjoying the games and don't encounter anything too horrific in in the near future. Anyway, get all your points on the board early, um, and then and then you don't have to sort of worry so much anymore.
2: Stoke of uh, they're a team that sort of typifies just stagnation in the championship, aren't they? Their fans look so depressed. (laughs) The ground looked, um, you know, half empty. And it's everything we are are faithful of. But what what I would say, Melissa, is that the front foot football we are playing, getting on the front foot, having two strikers, um, that's the kind of strategy you need to prevent people from just getting bored and almost giving up. Like Stoke fans look like they've given up on life. (laughs)
4: we've been there i think as well um i think we've spoken previously for quite a few years about a potential worry that we're not playing the kind of sexy football that keeps youngsters appealed especially in the kind of football and world that we do live in um but it's exciting again it feels like we're thirsty it reminds us a little bit of like um when we had Quinn and Phillips, you look forward to actually going at the match um, and you're not kind of looking at as a kind of we're playing such competitive football, not just competitive but actually we're doing pretty well, and I do agree that we should probably have more points on the board. It was um, <clears throat> it's a good thing that we won on Saturday to be honest because that was a really good kind of antidote for the irritation of the the last home game because I was still kind of in a bit of a mood about it. I was more in a mood about drawing at home and a keeper scoring against us than I was getting beat um, midweek, to be fair. Um, but first clean sheet of the season as well. Decent enough possession. There's still a long, long way to go, but it, it's kind of bubbling under a little bit. Um, we all, we've all we all been here before. We know kind of what the score is and you can't kind of count your chickens too, too early, but... It's much better than than I was expecting, um, and there's that kind of quite slight anticipation and like nerves about kind of what we could potentially achieve this season. And it's it's it is, it's really really exciting, especially when you compare it to where we were even just kind of like seven eight months ago. It's just incomparable. Mm-hmm. Certainly yeah, is. I mean, after,
3: after losing that awesome. game at at uh, Portsmouth four 0 and then going on. Pretty average run for like ten games. After that, you know, losing, you know, three one at home at Lincoln, six six there at Bolton. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think as well. It's like what's kind of pleasing is that we're not doing anything that seems particularly unsustainable in the way that we're playing. Like we're just playing well. We're not score you know like how blackburn were top after three games and they scored all by one of their shots on target and stuff like that. We're not we're not sort of riding any particular wave of like where it looks like we're just one thing's working and it's going to stop working. We just look like a team who knows what they're doing. Obviously we managed managed well the that you mentioned you know, the two up top stuff like that we're we're on the front foot we're attacking and it's and it's working and there's no reason why we can't continue to do that because you know, people might say, "Well, the teams can work you out, but what really, you know, we've just got good players. Like, especially, you know, going forward, I think the um, the fact that we've played against some of the be- you know the better defenses in the league already is certainly certainly um, Sheffield United, and we still you know troubled them. We know we're the only the second team to score at Bramall Lane, I think, in about 15 games as an away team. So, you know, the stuff like that seems that we. We do actually have the ability to to carry this on, and so you're right. there's early days. You don't want to get too carried away, really. But for me, it's like it's good that we're not doing anything that's just just unsustainable. I think we can definitely look at games and see how we can hurt the opposition as much as we'd look and see how they can hurt us.
2: Was anybody concerned at any point when, obviously, first half? You, you you know you certainly wouldn't say that Sunderland were in control of the game. Um...
3: Oh, we're really bad first half yeah. with the ball, especially. Um, just yeah, I thought I think Alex Neal was correct in what he said. Um, and I mean, we don't we weren't like on massively under under pressure, um, but we we were nowhere, like we we couldn't get going at all. So scoring when you're playing really probably the worst we played with the ball in a while scoring right at the end of that half. I mean, I was just thinking anyway, if we get in half time, it will be fine in the second half because it, we won't this won't happen again. That's the confidence I've got in we just maybe need a regroup and, and have a look at, at things. But getting the goal. it wasn't like then we got the goal and decided oh we're just gonna like sit in. We 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 were the most we looked the most likely to score, you know, again in the second half and probably should have had a a, a few more.
1: Yeah, agree. I mean, I, yeah, the first half it was worrying. Um, insofar as Stoke seemed to obviously have a lot of the ball in our final third, they didn't really create that much. There was that shot that um, the striker had from the, the volley from the right hand side. The Patterson tipped over. There was a bit of like a, that was probably the closest they came, wasn't it? In terms of like that was a really good save, but they didn't. It wasn't like they were battering us. It was more like they were just almost struggling themselves to work out what to do when they got there. We were basically the only reason they had that is because we were we were playing so poorly. I feel like as soon as we started playing better, they had no answer to it really. So I think I was worried, but it was more I was worried they they were going to score. Um almost like due to our lack of sort of doing what we should be doing, as opposed to thinking, oh wow, these are really good type thing. I think it was um I can see why the Stoke fans were quite annoyed about their performance, but at the same time um that I don't want to take anything away from how we you know we turned it around from our goal onwards. I think I think we asserted ourselves in the second half and were worthy winners in the end, like I mean when Stuart took it around the keeper at the end, that really should have been two at least uh, that we scored, so uh, yeah, I was worried, but mainly that our deficiencies rather than their strengths, I would say in the first
2: half uh, were we uh, fortunate with the keeper for the goal? would we have suggested he should have done better? if that was either end i could
4: have done better yeah i i know their manager mentioned about it but i think that was one of the first things i kind of thought where i was like oh pal um if the boot had been on the other foot i think we would have been gone a bit mad to be fair but i agree with jimmy that we we were the better side mm-hmm. in the end i think we, we did deserve um the results we couldn't keep hold of the ball before the goal um some of our first touches it was like oh here we will go again but I thought it was really quite by the time it got full time, it was a very mature um performance. It was measured, it was patient, and that's just not something that we've ever really done before. I feel like we've got this sense of kind of kind of taking a slowest pace at it and kind of taking the opportunities when they come to us. And obviously that's that's what we did. And I think as well, the changes at half time. Um I think Mickey made a really good point. Um, on the reaction pod they're saying about Alex Neil that he's, he's proactive and he's not reactive and doesn't wait to just use plan B when it's all gone tits up and the game's potentially gone. Um, he's got the courage of his convictions and that's that's rightly so. And he used that incredibly well, bringing on um, <clears throat> Evans and Wright at half time and he's not scared to make those kind of decisions and he knows that people will get behind him. I think that's mm-hmm. what inevitably as well on top of where we were with the momentum, changed the game as well.
2: Mm, that's some turnaround for Corey Evans, isn't it? And they were like sort of oh. crying out for him mm. to come on, to just to add some quality in there.
1: He was really he said, what we well. needed, I think, in the middle, because it, it was the ball retention that was the issue. And I think there was a lot, um, as good as it was on Wednesday, obviously, which is presumably the Fed partially, um, albeit not all into why he started, given there was not really anybody else other than Evans who could have started, I think that he he's good at like winning the ball back, but he's really not good at ball retention. And I think he was responsible um, for quite a lot of the, the times that the ball went. And that's definitely something he's going to have to work on. But you saw with Evans when he came on, he was really much better at just slowing it down, keeping it simple, basically making sure that we we made it harder for Stoke. That you know they hit us on the break quite a bit in the first half. They pushed on quite a bit whenever we you know whenever we gave the ball away we ourselves under pressure but Evans stopped a lot of that from happening and I think um as well as substitution of 09 at half time was key because um he obviously had been booked and was struggling against um Liam Dillap I think it was was there was the striker they had on the left who was sort of causing him a lot of problems and you do kind of worry with 09 um defensively when he's on a yellow um you know it was a bit of a risk I thought right handled him much better. So much so, actually, I think the lap switched sides and had no better time off circuit halfway through the second half either. But I think Wright did really well when he came on as well. So credit to him because I think, you know, there's been a lot of questions asked about why he hasn't played more. And maybe we will see a bit more of him now because that was a pretty mature performance from him, as you'd expect, uh, given his experience uh, as well. So yeah, credit to both of the subs yeah. at half-time. And, he, I
2: mean, and you've, I'm not going to say needed it, but he, he was he was one of people starting a question as well, right? because he's not, Look of that convincing. He hasn't been starting games. He hasn't looked that convincing um, when he's come on. So it'd be good for him, similar to Evans after the first game. You know, we again we can't rewrite history here. Where he sat after that first game at home of Coventry and questioned Corey Evans because um, the performance he put in that day. Um, that's all these players can do. But it's good that they're doing it. But it it, it does just remind us, doesn't it, that there's nothing. Really, below the surface of the first twelve thirteen players that are playing, and that 's going to be the issue isn 't it if we start picking up any sort of injuries um, as things stand
3: i mean there's one aspect there is it is it might take a few of them to get up to speed, but you want to make sure the squads you know um, has enough quality in it to make sure that they 're going to be introduced in at the right times and not out of out of desperation and, and necessity um. Obviously, Neil after the game as well. He was saying he feels confident doesn't he on Friday. Sorry that he thinks we'll get. He's hopefully get a couple in soon. So let's hope that's that's correct. Um, because while we while we're playing well, um, bringing those players in, you know, once you've got some points on the board, it 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 gives you a bit more, um. Time almost to bed those players in as well. It's not like a desperate situation where you're losing every week and then it's like, oh, we need to like we we need to introduce all these new players straight away because the ones we've got on on doing the business. So I think it was a funny one on Saturday as well. I think, I think not, not a pivotal game in the start. I think I would be a little bit dramatic, but it's kind of looking at it going well. We've played four, we've won one, we've lost one, we've drawn two. We dropped points late in games. Um and if we'd lost at the weekend, I was thinking I'm not saying it's a bad start, but you'd be I feel as though it like it would be not not obviously not as good in points, but you'd be going, Oh well, we chucked those points away against QBR, we like chucked the points away against Sheffield United by getting the man sent off, chucked the points late at Coventry. Now we're gone to Stork, we're in a bit of bother and you know, we lost to them. Do you know what I mean? it the, <laughs> I was thinking that as well before you the game. This, I was yeah. thinking we
1: don't want to lose this. No,
3: the, the conversation's a completely different thing. And, you know, you now because we've won that game and going into the Norwich game, which is going to be the hardest game of the, of the season we've had, um, and we haven't won at home yet as well, yeah. it might have been one of those where it's like, oh, we lost at Stoughton, now we've got to play at Norwich. We don't win that game, we'll win this at home. And the conversation, I mean, I wouldn't say that if we got if we lost the game on Saturday... It would it would take away any anything away from the performance on the pitch, but ultimately it's about results, isn't it? So, I wouldn't say it would create pressure, but it just opens a few cracks, doesn't it? For people like if they wanted to be hypercritical, they could really get the fingers in there and and and, and have a go, which you know if they want to do, they would be well within the rights. But I think, in spite of the results, the performances on the pitch, you know, you, I can't, I I don't believe there's... Anyone really truly would think they expected us to play as well as we have in these first five games so consistently. I just thought, even I think even in the even the most positive, Jimmy. Of, of, yeah, even the most positive <laughs> wouldn't have believed that we. No, should. I didn't. I, I definitely didn't <laughs> no.
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, just you know. uh, just 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 name him, Gareth. Just ask him directly. <laughs> yeah. He's right. Here. No, absolutely. <laughs> I,
1: I didn't think we would play as well. I mean, I, you know, I, I had a feeling we 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 we'd hold our own better than I think a lot of people thought we did, but I definitely didn't think we we do. You know in terms of consistent performance on the pitch, um, I didn't think we'd be doing this. I definitely thought there'd be a lot more backs to the wall, kind of like having to, having to fight out rather than you know what we've done, which is yeah. the first half on Saturday. I think we've there's a fair case to say, um, you know, we've we've got we've punched not above our weight. I think I think that'd be unfair to say above our weight. I think what we've done is we've actually just established that we're we're actually a bit better than than I think. Us and the teams that we possibly have played, the thought we are, which is mm-hmm. which can only be good.
2: And there's no like overriding like areas of of concern, really. I mean, there are areas we can improve on, but there's, there's not going to be one thing that Alex Neil looks at at the minute and says, Well, that, that is a real problem. So, you know, the goalkeeper, for example, there were there were. They were I don't want to say question marks. I think the farmers are generally relatively happy with the goalkeeper, but I think because if he's inexperience, he hasn't completed a full season in goal for us yet. And I think some people were saying, you know, will will he be able to step up the championship? All right. And I, I think he has, you know, bear in mind what some of the goalkeepers we, we've seen at this level before. Um, I think that's been encouraging. Lyndon Gooch was another one who people were questioning um, will be able to to make a step up to the championship. And he's been... Quite influential, really. I'd say arguably outside
1: of the strikers, he's been our best player this season so far, Gooch. I think consistently, he's you know he's he's in threat. Some of the balls he puts in from the right, he works hard. He he he, he, he seems to almost look better in the championship than he did in the yeah. one. I think and I, I don't know why that is particularly, but he seems. I think there's a few <laughs>
4: players like that, to be honest. I don't know whether it, it just suits them so much better, and I think Gooch he just looks so much more. He looks like he's got that discipline instilled in him a little bit more, like I was saying, about mm-hmm. patience. And, um, but I think that possibly could even be because of the kind of way that Neil plays and the way that he manages. And Neil, he just looks like a more whole, well-rounded player. He's got that kind of maturity at times that potentially he lacked slightly. I think Serkan in this league seems a lot more suited to it. They've got more space and more time on the ball um, compared to what it was like in league one. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's a... I had a feeling that there was a few players where I genuinely thought, oh, I think that they'll actually do a ton better in the uh, championship. And that seems to be the case. And I Mm. think with Patterson. I think some of the areas that we could look at and kind of scrutinise, some of them are kind of in an ideal world, nice to haves type thing. And I think it was really, really uplifting to hear David Priest talk so highly about him. And mm-hmm. if you compare him, and he's, a lot of it is to do with confidence, so he's very vocal now in comparison. And I think compare him to maybe like even like 10 months ago, he's come on leaps and bounds so it's a kind of a case of yes it would be nice to have a bit more of a kind of sturdy backup in the same sense of most areas on the pitch but it's really good to see him like gaining that sort of momentum and that confidence um I think there's only one game where I have thought he was he was kind of he's a great shot stopper mm-hmm. um, and I thought he had a really good game on Saturday as well I think he's he's only going to get better with time hopefully
2: yeah so I think. You coming and claiming for crosses will be the, will be the one thing, but again, uh-huh. you, you'd hope he's going to add that to his game. Plenty of keepers when they're young, don't, you know, the, That that is the one it's thing okay. sometimes to struggle with when they step into the first team. So yeah. not really worried about that. I mean, you could go through the team. We've mentioned Corey Evans, Danny Bartz, another one who, mm-hmm. who couldn't even get in our team in league one for, for a good spell last season. Remember he was part of that Bolton horror show, wasn't he? And, um, Ironically, it was Stoke who, who let him go because they, they they didn't think he had the 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 composure and ability on the ball. But um a bit like the way um Ollie Younger came back to haunt us with his display of a Doncaster last season. <laughs> it, 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 the Stoke fans would have been feeling a little bit of that on on Saturday, wouldn't they? Seeing him mm. seeing him putting in a another good display. And it runs through the team. You know, the forwards are clicking, the forwards are scoring. We we've mentioned before about how um, it can really get um, into the mind of a centre forward if they go scoring. They've got three goals each, I think, haven't they? Yeah. Stillton, yeah. Sims, yeah. 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 Um, Pritchard's playing really, really well behind them and linking it all together. So there's not one bit at the moment that Neil's going to look at and say, "Like that is where I'm seriously concerned at the moment." I, w-
3: I would say that if you if you wanted to be hypercritical and look at no, it's not. I don't think it's individuals. It's probably collectively. The, the discipline um, a yeah. lot of yellow cards picked up a lot mm. didn't um, they most, most in the league by by, um, think and yeah. obviously the red as well and um, the fact we've obviously conceded we're probably in the top conceders in the league after last year barely conceding any so but again that's not down to individuals and it, it would it would sort of indicate that we're making a lot of last-ditch challenges and giving away yellow cards because play- teams are getting beyond like running past and and, and going at people. So and that's obviously how the goal came against QBR, the first free kick. And there was a couple at the weekend where the, there was a few sort of cynical chops down because somebody's got sort of, it was all a bit last-ditch at times. So... I, think probably... I was
4: surprised we didn't have anyone sent off against yeah. the first game of the season, so I think we were pretty lucky.
3: Yeah, so I think that's probably an area, if you wanted to be... If you, if you, I'm sure Alex and Neil, they were looking at that, to we be going, well, we've conceded too many goals by our standards and we're, we're, the discipline is showing that we're making too many last-ditch challenges.
1: Yeah, and I think, just to add on to that, I think um, possibly concerns, it seems, with the same players as well. Like, 09's got three yeah. of those yellow cards himself. Should have been sent off. Let's be honest. Yeah. On Wednesday, it uh, have been sent off well. twice now, shouldn't he? Yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it's not just him, but I think I think he obviously is the main standout. as He's the one who's been booked the most. And I think he is often caught out like that, where he's having to get back and and make a, a last ditch tackle because he's either being outpaced or he's or he's being sort of skinned or whatever. And I think um, obviously the goals conceded is a concern. I think obviously the clean sheet on Saturday hopefully is something for us to build on that regard. Because I I was like you, Gareth. I was sort of thinking, well. Our defence last season was probably our best, actually, yeah. if you like. the fact we conceded so many was worrying. But hopefully, I mean, you know, as, as, uh, as much as Stoke haven't been great, it's I imagine they probably score in, in more of their home games than, than the ones they don't score in. So I think for us to get a clean sheet there is, 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 is a good platform to build on. Um, obviously, we're playing Norwich on Saturday, who, um, you know, we'll talk about this, goal. They, they obviously score quite a lot. So that's going to be a good test as well, I think, moving forwards.
3: Yeah,
2: definitely will be. So we'll take a little break and we'll come back and we'll speak about more stuff. Okay then. Yes, let's do that. Mm -hmm.
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Spin your passion into a business
4: of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time.
2: welcome back to the wise men see a podcast i uh, just do to do another 10 minutes or so on um, the current state of play um interestingly i mean do we do we want to um comment on the updates from
3: from the admin situation oh on that i've got my season card arriving oh yeah well that was that yeah. was the, that
2: was a small talk you needed to open the show with gareth that yeah, would, that would no, like, no, like, right yeah
3: no no sorry um yeah. Sorry for calling you a racist. Um he's not a racist. Can I just say Stephen Goldsmith, not a racist? Um yeah, so the 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 card came in the post today with a letter um signed by Chris Waters. So he said there was handwritten? Like, there wasn't, nobody oh, was oh. hand It was hand signed, so he signed them all. Hello, Bless Chris, it. if you're listening, lovely Chris. Um but yeah, I think there was about seventy season cards he said that they had there replace but
2: you weren't here to like obviously you, you dropped that little voice bit in um did it explain why it was necessary to do this
3: there, there was a variety of reasons that were given so the first well, week like contradicting didn't... reasons or well, just so the first week um when i tried to get in i mean that was that was a joke i mean the first week was a joke like so it wouldn't work, and then he was like, "Oh, that's not a new, that's not a new season card." I was like, "No, it isn't." I've sat there for like years, I've sat there for about four. Well, in these seats for about three, four years, um, and then it was just ridiculous. So it, like he just went off, took my season card. He was complaining that we'd been sent to see him, and then he took the card and just disappeared for twenty minutes. So I was like, stand on the concourse waiting for a repair. And he, he was just like talking to other people and that I was thinking like, mate, like I've been standing there for 20, 25 minutes can i just like have my season card back. And they obviously didn't work well at this time and went through the whole rigmarole. Um, but like a lot of, see, I try to emphasise that before, I think a lot of the, the staff on the, sort of on the front line being thrown under the bus, you know, I think a lot of them probably either haven't been trained correctly and then you get the ones who kind of have a little bit more about them who, um, are trying to do the best with the situation that they've been given. Um, nothing that was the case with, the, you know, a few of the people who are uncounted the second time around. And, you know, if they're just given this, you either do this or you do that and they have to administer that, then what else can they do apart from apologise? So, I mean, obviously they've re- resolved it, but, and, you know, it was it was good that the club took action and, you know, they've, you know they're gonna, they've committed to they've committed to doing what they should have done a long time ago, but it's just weird that it's taken.
2: It takes fan pressure, it always
1: does.
3: Yeah, It's funny how
1: quickly, after literally within like what a day, two days, all of a sudden it's like. So it's great they've done it, but it is there's it's never a, any options there. there. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. But like, why, why make out and then I mean, yeah. just going to quickly add like for I me mean, the whole collecting the season card thing, that just seems. Utterly pointless. Why not just give somebody a, kit, a car, a, a ticket for the Premier Concourse? Why do you also need to take the season card off them? Yeah, stuff like that just makes no sense.
2: I just, well, yeah, I mean, I, I still haven't figured out why the, what the rationale <laughs> well, is. You know, you, you it's an inconvenience to that person. You're letting them go on a stand that's not full. Just go crack on. Yeah. Why do you need to take the car? Well,
3: no, well, one of the reasons to stay in or oh, it's because um, we've so they've, they've duplicated ticketmaster duplicated some, some of the tickets but then on the letter that I've been given that wasn't one of the reasons given for why the card likely didn't work
2: oh they give you reasons on the letter
3: there was three reasons which I haven't got the letter their hand and it just kind of said you should have had a new season card you tried to scan it incorrectly that was one of the reasons um or i can't remember the other one but you
4: incompetent fool <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs>
3: said, yeah yeah um so yeah, I mean, or you try to go in the wrong turnstile, like either in in this in the south stand because obviously they've changed the the um the, the ticketing thing there, which none of those things apply to me. So maybe it did, maybe it was the first one that they haven't sent me a season card, but maybe they should have done that because I need need one of them to get into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I That's mean, south I mean...
2: stand things nonsense. That's
3: the hiding behind
2: that. Like as I was going to the south stand, there were some people try to get in, and then the, the stewards were like. Do you sit yourself down and said, "No, and this is right. You're gonna to have to go. You would have to go at your gate," yeah. and that was it. And it was quite well publicised. That that's not. If, if that it, was the no. case, if that was the case, you wouldn't then, you know, not try in your normal gate, would you? That's just yeah. like just no.
3: I just think the whole, the just whole, the whole thing. Oh, we better do. It's not even like. So I would say, like logically, you'd go well. The issues we've got around these areas that people weren't happy with like, understandably so, like, the ticket office and especially the ticket office, secondly, the club shop. It was just like, oh, now just, it's like Feast of Famine. It's like, it's open for, like, four hours a week and now it's, like, it's open every day now apart from, like, Sunday or something. And it's like, well lot like from a business perspective what is a lot what's the logic there like why have you chosen why because people are complaining you've gone from we're not we're not open to now we're open because you said we should open it's like surely from a business perspective you'd be going well we've got a reason why it hasn't been open and that we've had a look at it and gone well actually logically these are the reasons why we're going to open like even if they said like well we'll open 12 till 6 every day because during the week or something because like then people can go at lunchtime or after work, probably like most people would probably do that. Do you know what I mean? Um, something like that. But no, it was just like, oh, we're just gonna open like all day, like basically, um every day. The ticket office needs to be manned, staffed all day, every day.
1: Yeah. I mean, that when, when, when that list of all the other clubs in the league and out there opening hours, I mean, it was absolutely shocking hours compared to even even the second worst was like at least five five days of the week. Yeah, Do you know sure. what I mean? It was like, it was, it was crazy. And yeah. the fact that they've just done it all of a sudden means that really this should, could have, should have been yeah. doing it all along. And when, it, it's frustrating.
3: When so, when somebody arrives at something that they have acquired a ticket for, you arrive expecting it to work. You don't arrive, well, I better turn up three hours before they came in case it doesn't <laughs> work. Like you, that isn't in your mind.
1: Yeah.
3: So.
4: I think as well with the problem with it, you kind of go, right, okay, we've been in this situation, not this situation, but in terms of um, things going on behind closed doors, if this is able to happen, what else could potentially go on? And yeah, it's yeah. it's quite a kind of, it's a bit of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a kind of situation where it gets to conspiracy level kind of rubbish. But at the same time, they need to be very, very careful because this has been just a PR car crash at the end of the day. I think they've got the money and I think they've maybe tried to cut corners. I, think, I totally agree with kind of um, kind of some of the staffing issues. That's definitely one of the problems. But at the same time, it sets that kind of, if this is is this a symptom of something else that we're not being told or what could potentially be coming. And I know that there's a few people probably whispering about stuff like that, but it's just, you want to set the tone Correctly gotcha. and something like that. the seed it down, Yeah, but that's the front-facing totally.
2: aspect of the club, isn't it? That's the
4: exactly. That's the,
2: that's a customer level. That's a basics, isn't it? I mean, absolute you know, I it. It. They, they know this. Absolutely. I mean, the the fortunate the club that the team are doing, we're doing all right. I think. Yeah. Because yeah. can you imagine if can you imagine if we had come up and really struggled and we'd have lost every game? I think it would have went into absolute, absolute meltdown.
3: I think the start. I just think that like generally, since you know, for all. The PR of the the now previous owners, um, you know, around unifying the the fans of the club and doing all this, that, and the other, and make people, having people feel proud of it. And what was it? Methven said something about like it's a it's a club you should be able to like go in, sort of thing. It was like that that whole thing. You're a member of a club, that you should be able to have access to this, that, and the other. Um, I mean, it's like the quality of a lot of the services deteriorated since we got relegated from the Premier League, which is understandable to an extent. But I still think, you know, you so like I remember being in Quinsbar for Boxing Day for the Bradford game. It was just like compared to previous experiences in in that hospitality area. It was just like just completely unpre- unprepared for the volume of people that they'd sold tickets. For for it was like well we'll staff it the same even though there's like it's it's gonna be the busiest day of the year. Things like that. So you know I'm not you know but again see it's a it's a decision made by more senior people than the people who are tasked with carrying out the uh whatever they need to do on the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's loads yeah. of work they need the need the stadiums it's mad it's like it's not it's not a new stadium anymore. It's 25 years old. And the need to do, you know, if you go to even some of the hospitality suites and stuff like that, it's like the tellies are like old, like the carpets mm. are stained and old and things like that. It's like, come on, like if you're going to start saying like, well, you're going to have to start paying premium prices for these services. And they have changed some of the hospitality stuff. I know that. and I know I'm focusing on that. I guess that's not the general match going fan. But I think if you're offering like the premium services under par, then that means that the, the bog-standard service is going to be substandard as well. So, yeah. I th- I and think just wider
4: got... than that, just bearing in mind as well, the kind of, I don't think it will affect fan numbers because obviously people have paid the season tickets off, yada, yada, but we are getting plunged into a kind of cost-of-living crisis. These people that are going to the match now are sacrificing a lot more than yeah. whatever I've had for a long, long time. So this isn't just kind of... um a form of like entertainment anymore. This is going to affect people's lives. So if you're going to do it, you're going to have to do it correctly. Um, but yeah, it's just just another factor in that.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully that.
3: that well, yeah, was, well, at uh, least thought, I mean we've well, gone, like, we've gone a bit negatively there, but I know, I no, I know. fixed I know. it, but at the same time, you know, let's see how let's see how it transpires. But at least we've yeah. taken yeah. steps to, to yeah. do what they should be doing.
2: Yeah, no, I know. We we can't exactly like say, you know, act now something and then and, and then
3: mourn about, act, it. Mourn yeah, about yeah. it.
2: I do yeah. get that. I do get that, but I think it's just because you weren't able to sort of express that concern. And like I think like just, just write what Melissa says that it just makes you worry that it runs deeper because that that's the that's the basics and that's the front facing aspect that should be correct and, and you just hope they're not. Um Cutting corners elsewhere, so mm. that's good, right? We're not going to steal the thunder of uh, Matt and stuff and, and preview the Norwich match too much, but just generally, generally speaking, uh, is the is the mood up and is the confidence up, ready to go going in the weekend and in the rest of the season? I feel like it's good that we don't have a midweek game this week.
1: Yeah, definitely needed. I think you could see by the end of even even the, the game of Lane on Wednesday, and certainly at the end of the Saturday, the players, you know, were looking a bit leggy, which is totally understandable. I think a week off's need is needed. You know, get get a bit of rest in, and obviously Norwich are, although they may not have the points yet, they're certainly uh, builders one of the best teams yeah, in the league. They've definitely there. picked up again, up yeah. so it's gonna be uh, we're gonna need to be in tip-top shape. I think on Saturday, it's during the kick-off. You know, start the weekend off right, and there's no reason why we can't go into that game with confidence. But uh, you're right. I think um, I think a, a midweek game would have been a bit much as it stands with Norwich on Saturday as well.
3: Do you think Norwich should probably? this is probably the most difficult transition in relegation they've probably had because they changed, they had a consistent manager um, yeah. through those those relegations and promotions. And then obviously they changed the manager last season. Um, and obviously they were firefighting at that time because the squad was nowhere near capable of competing in the Premier League. And then he's got to get them right. He's still probably trying to get get, it, get what he wants to do across to the players as well. So... There's no surprise. It's an, it is surprising in some ways that they've had a pretty average start, but you know, there's at the same time they've got a, a couple of wins. They've yeah. got a couple of wins on the board now, and um, it'll be obviously don't want to like because obviously Matt and Tom will be going heavily in depth in the preview Norwich as, as oh, they yeah. always do. Um, of stats galore. First, no, there'll be stats. There'll be charts. Probably that they will post on Twitter afterwards. Dossiers
2: and all of the dossiers. Players.
3: Yeah, sexed up dossiers. <laughs> remember that. Remember them from the nineties. Sexed yeah. up Dossiers. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that's something to look forward to. What about transfers?
1: This, well, I, I, I feel like nothing.
3: Well, is it what? this Van Van, Van Hecker? Yeah. I suppose is he called Van Van Hecke? Van Hecke, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, well, he, he was
1: great at, apparently great at Blackburn last season on loan from Brighton. Obviously, Brighton don't want to sell him, they want to keep him. So he's obviously decent because their 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 record of of producing sort of good players, neither selling them on or, or getting them into their first team, is pretty good. So I would suggest, based on the available evidence, that if we can get him done, he'd be a good signer. Yeah, and now we're, we we need
2: another body back, as we've said with Ballard, yeah. with a Ballard situation. obviously, we
3: conceded the goals were being conceded. And I think there was stats in terms of performances on the pitch. He conceded about while he was on the pitch, he conceded like this team had conceded the fourth, fifth fewest goals in the league, I think. So,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, that's a positive thing, isn't it? If we can get him in, and they seem gutted about not yeah. getting him back, a bit like the sort of when he. Some people talking about Sims. It was like a similar sort of thing. or so, that. So, and it's competition as well. It's like you know, it's when you know when you when you're winning games and bringing extra bodies in, like we said, like really, especially if they can improve the, the team. And there'll be there'll be places, you know, there'll be battles for places on the pitch because mm-hmm. obviously Cirkens been been really good, he's really good the weekend. Like you say, Bart coming into, into his own a bit. Ballard's injured, so you'd think he'd probably go the, you know, going into that into that. It needs to be all over the
2: pitch, doesn't it? I think yeah. he said it. And nothing's changed because there's been not really any meaningful progress, but as we keep saying, that's the same across the division, isn't it? And that's just yeah. the nature of where we are, unfortunately, because we're, well, I mean, reliant we're gonna... on the Premier League team sorting their squads out, aren't we? We've that, got two
3: We've got two more games before the window no closes, haven't we? So we've got through. We've broken the back of that. Start where people like saying, "Oh, you know, we've got seven games before the window closes." We've got out. I mean, we've got we haven't got out unscathed. In in from a results perspective, we got out. We're you know overperforming from a results perspective. I would say so. That's a real. I know I've kind of touched on it, but that is the real positive, isn't it? That we could be bringing if we bring in some better players because you know situations change, don't they, through the window? So maybe there's some players who are like. You know, two three weeks ago, going do I want to go to Sunderland? If I've got this off on the table, that on the table, maybe looking at the way we've started and players can see what how we've played, they might go. Actually, there's a lot lots of positive, yeah, things here. So maybe, maybe if, it might sway them in the choice. So
2: I think we we because of the size of the club and and the fan base and everything that goes with it. I think because we've got off to a decent start the fact we were a League One team last season will probably quickly disappear in, in terms of people's opinions on us. Well, when we're promoted and we've been out of this division for a while, they like, say, oh, they've just been promoted from League One. But suddenly, when we quickly don't look out of place and why should we at this level, then that, that, that's that's something else I think that the players will start to forget. Uh, potential well, as, players would start to forget quite quickly. As,
3: as Neil pointed out, of the last four teams to be promoted from the playoffs, three have been relegated straight away. And the other was Black who finished 15th in the first season so if we finish above 15th we've booked it like absolutely booked the trend so that i want to say that's got to be the target because the way we've played if we get those bodies in we should be looking i'm not talking about promotion which but we should be looking up and when i when when i say up i mean sort of Mid table, in my opinion, I'm not being, I'm not being, hopefully, people don't think I'm being negative. I just think that would be a a fantastic achievement. I don't think the fan base
2: have have moved on yet from from a mid table hope. I think a drama free season is still what most people are probably and for. Would we all agree on that?
1: Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Okay,
2: right. Is anybody?
3: i am just seen you look at Stoke, I'm like, you know, they seem to have just had a crap time since they got relegated, haven't they? Yeah. They don't seem to have enjoyed it in yeah. any. I mean, we've got some people who were followed on Twitter from Stoke and they never really seem to have anything positive to say. Like so it's been you know, they've this is their fourth year in the championship and it seems to have been pretty pretty dire. So
2: what I said at the start, they just typify the misery of a side yeah. that's just mm-hmm. stagnated at a certain level, don't they? Um, yeah, Birmingham burning, burning yeah. are the ultimate for that, aren't they? I mean, you just yeah. you can't not look at yeah. uh, footage from St Andrews and feel depressed instantly.
1: I mean, what, well, is, well, I saw, what? I saw a stat on them; it was like the last five seasons. I think it is they finished highest between. I think it's between like whatever the last place above the relegation is doing and like two places above that. They finished their five seasons in a row. I mean, that's well, so fascinating. It's like <laughs>
2: Sunderland in the early, early to mid nineties.
3: Coventry mm. were the origin with the original misery team because once they got <laughs> once they got relegated from the Premier League they didn't have they didn't finish in the playoffs until they finished in the playoffs of the year they got promoted from the fourth division <laughs> it's wow. quite a mix, so they just obviously just fell through the leagues um and obviously now they look like a half decent championship team so it just goes to show doesn't it how quickly it, it can't once you find a way, once you get the fit right this you know, I'm not saying the sky's a limit, but you know, you can have a you can have a pretty good go. And Things can change quickly. Yeah, you know? yeah they can, yeah. yeah. Look at yeah, Leeds and for Forest games.
4: playing in the Premier League. Leeds are tremendous at the weekend and they mm-hmm. they there's lots yeah, of yeah. like younger people who will never have remembered Leeds mm, being the yeah, dominant force in the Premier League. Yeah, let's hope it didn't take as long as
2: it took Leeds for us to get back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> say that for us was like 22 years or something, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Anybody else got anything present to add before we uh, before we move on? Just nice to talk about. Another winner, isn't just, it? Just that I'm, I'm,
1: I'm finally going to my first match of the season on Saturday. So I'm very much looking forward. I've been away for all of the matches so far. So I'm very much oh, looking forward. Yeah, a nice 12 o'clock kickoff. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: You're not sitting in the, yeah. the East Stand, are you?
1: No, in the, I'm in the.
3: Uh, I was, was going to say If you're sitting in that East Stand for an early kickoff, get melted. You were, Your face would be <laughs> severely burned. <laughs> no, I'm
1: in the always shaded half of the
3: stadium. All so right, that's okay. Good. You're all right then. Yeah. <laughs>
4: did he hate those time kick yeah, I, like, well. I could do absolutely, without them, like...
2: Absolutely despise them, and that's two out of the three, first home games, 12 o'clock. We'll let Matt and his potty mourn about that, though, <laughs> when they come back later in the week. So. Also,
4: as well, how good was it last Wednesday when, like... So Neil Warnock basically said he loves all of our team and he's wanted to sign yeah, so yeah, everyone it was great, yeah. over and over again. He was, ah, oh,
2: He just, always yeah. creates his son, he's always... I love him. him. He
4: does. He's always yeah, really... He does.
3: Well, so he I always like,
2: mentions he always mentions that it's his biggest regret not managing us, doesn't
3: he? I liked it yeah. when he went um, we're, we're looking at White and we won't have a look at him anymore. <laughs> nah, yeah, will <I'm> not <laughs> 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 have a look at him, but didn't really think he was any good. Um, but uh, I said, <laughs> try and sign that, Stewart.
0: <laughs> yeah, he wants
4: to kiss Ross Stewart on the mouth. Yeah, I think it was a cute, despite the, de- yeah. despite the defeat, he was a uh, um, little. Sunshine. I mean yeah.
3: he was battered, wasn't he, by the time he got on there, Absolutely. let's be honest. He'd been he'd been in been on the he'd, he'd been me. in the corporate.
4: Yeah. He'd,
3: he'd had a few, and then he, you know, he was like, Someone's gone on oh, Neil, do you fancy it? the producers producer's gone in, seen him? Do you fancy coming on for fifteen minutes? <laughs> that was so yeah.
4: Bizarre.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was on you go. for about
4: ten minutes just chatting shit. Chat- <laughs> they weren't
3: even commenting on the game. It was like nah. <laughs> Which is really strange, but uh, yeah, so I'm,
4: funny. I think Simon and always said they've got yeah. them the um the, the the nice red wine, posh red wine out from. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that was um little glimmer.
3: Well, I'm in I'm in the posh seats on Saturday, right? So, and because it's an early kickoff, it's gonna it's gonna be a problem. You're gonna have to get so, blood at a o'clock. Oh well, well that's the garbage. problem, isn't it? That's what happens. You're like, oh, then in, but it's twelve o'clock. You've had like five. Beers, and then you that's it. Then, like for me, anyway, I know there's like people who go to away games and they're like slaughtering 12 bottles of madry on the bus or whatever it is they do now. The kids, these <laughs> whatever, days, cool. whatever the cool whatever the kids, kids, kids are doing these yeah. days, yeah. I've never ever done that because I've never been cool sort of at any stage <laughs> of my life. So, yeah, keeping it boring,
2: keep it boring. Keep it boring. That's a there's a phrase, a catchphrase. That shall we call
3: the episode that then?
2: Keep it boring, yeah. <laughs> keep it boring. Right. Yeah. And get it on a t-shirt. Right. <laughs> okay. As always, everybody, thanks for listening. <laughs>